Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Spokesperson for the American College of Emergency Physicians. She's Dr. Lee. And the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome to the show, Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. My next guest, a frequent guest to the show and expert, Dr. Al Sacchetti, Chief of Emergency Services at Our Lady of Lords Medical Center in Camden, New Jersey, and Assistant Clinical Professor of Emergency Medicine at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia. So welcome back to the show, Dr. Sacchetti. Always a pleasure to talk with you, Leah. How you been? Pretty good. How about you? Good. Good, good, good. So I not only uh, do you have a specialty in emergency medicine and pediatrics, you have a few, few kids yourself that uh, you've brought up and uh, having just sent my uh, only son away to college, um, I remember the whole sports thing, getting him signed up, doing this, worrying about things. And sports injuries are actually pretty common, and they're probably becoming more common because we're signing up kids younger and younger. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just um, babysitting the grandkid yesterday, and my uh, I, we had, I had three of my own, and then my niece brought her, her three over, and they're all three years of age or younger. And <clears throat> next week, three of them are starting soccer. You know, I, I'm sure at that age it's just going to be running around picking daisies. But you're right; at a younger age, these kids are all starting sports. Yeah, it's crazy because yeah, I remember signing my up my son up for t-ball while he's in the outfield, just laying down, <laughs> deciding that was it. That was all he's doing. And I was telling my husband at the time, "What? Why are we doing this? What is the point?" But uh, there's a statistic: something like 38 million children and adolescents are in organized sports in the U.S., which is a lot. But According to CDC, 2.6 million kids are treated for sports-related injuries every year, which seems like a lot. It it is true, and and that compares, you know, fairly well with uh, injuries from a lot of other things. And I think part of it is they're they're more competitive now than they've been. Uh, In in the past, kids played sports at that age, but they were pickup games, you played in the neighborhood. Now they're organized and they're competitive. And kids are going to training camps, and you played as a child. You played baseball in the summer, and, and you know football in the fall. Now you've got kids who are are playing a sport year round, and so they're using those same muscles, those same ligaments, um, over and over and over again for an entire year, and they never get a rest. And so it's not surprising that they get more injuries. Yeah. So what the some of the top injuries you alluded to these repetitive motion injuries, right? That's correct. Correct. So you, you see, like, little uh, kids with the little league elbows. They're, they're, they're getting avulsion fractures of their elbows from repetitively pitching and trying to pit, throw a curveball at an age when they shouldn't throw a curveball. We are seeing many, many more concussions. And not just from the, the classic contact sports like football. We're seeing it from soccer. We're seeing it from basketball where the kids just run into each other. We're seeing it in the non-contact sports where the kids just lose their balance and fall down and smack their heads on the playing surface. So concussions have really risen to the forefront, and we're much more aware of them as well. Hmm. What about, um, you know, and kids are unique, right? Because aside from, you know, the sprains that they're getting, uh, their their bones and ligaments are not completely formed and they're growing. So what kind of injuries do you see related to that? I mean, what we're seeing is um, we see that the, the, the classic green stick fractures where the kids, bone doesn't break, it actually just bows a little bit. 
But we're also beginning to, to recognize that a lot of what we were calling sprains and strains early on may in fact have been fractures of the growth plate. So it, it's not a bad enough fracture that it shows up on an x-ray, um, but there's an injury to the growth plate that we don't recognize. The x-ray looks negative, they get called a sprain, they get a, a week or two of rest, when if they had any other fracture, they would have had six weeks of immobilization. So we're beginning to recognize that what we in the past have been calling sprains and strains in uh, kids whose growth plates are still open and they're still growing may in fact be very subtle fractures of those growth plates. Yeah, um, which is can be an issue down the line, right? You don't want a ch- your child to have some kind of disturbance in their growth plate because there could be a discrepancy as, you know, one arm's growing, one leg's growing, the other one's not growing as well. Sure. I mean, and, and long-term down the road, these, these injuries aren't enough to, 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 you know, shorten the leg by a couple inches, but it's enough to throw things off that they they aren't not completely symmetrical and they do make adjustments. And you have a child that by nature should have been, say, right-handed, who's got the injury who now compensates and becomes left-handed. That's interesting. And then every year, you know, football practice usually starts for these kids in August, you know, and depending where you live, you know, and uh, I'm in Maryland, it can can be pretty hot and brutal. I mean, we had some days in August where the humidity was like 100% and it was 90 degrees. So, and every year, unfortunately, in places like Texas, you hear about these horrible heat stroke things. So that isn't that a problem to think about? Absolutely. Going going forward, you know, I, I will say the sports medicine physicians have gotten to the coaches. They are much, much more aware of this. Uh, they're more cognizant of it, but the kids are so competitive, they won't back off when, when they're, they're starting to get into trouble. And we do still see the kids coming in with um, not so much heat strokes, but certainly heat exhaustion uh, from being dehydrated, from being overheated. And like you said, it's very hot, it's very humid, and they're doing very strenuous activities. So yeah, we're, we, are, we are still seeing that. Um, some of the coaches have gotten a little bit smarter. They're moving their practices to the evenings. But even so, I, I'm, I'm sure in Baltimore in the end of August, the evening, <laughs> it's still 100% humidity and, and 85 degrees. Yeah, it, it, we've had a bad, uh, this past August was really oppressive some of the days. But yeah, sure. so that's important. So what can you tell parents and, and kids to think about to, to kind of prevent these things? I, I think you, the, the main thing is probably what your mother told you and our parents told us, use your, your common sense. If you're feeling tired, if you, you don't feel right, if you injure yourself, if your arm hurts, if your leg hurts after a particular activity, stop. You, you, your body is telling you something. Stop. Don't worry that someone's going to tell you to tough it out. Don't worry about you know peer pressure. If your body is telling you you've done too much, you've got an injury, you, you've um, uh, overextended what your body is built to do, just stop. It's not the end of the world to stop. Yeah, I mean that no pain, no gain attitude. Um, I think there is a little bit of a changeover. But, you know, I see when I see these high school athletes, you know, they're trying out for the team. So especially in the summer um, when they're trying to make the team. So it's it's hard to get them to do that. Yeah, but, and, and I agree with you. And, and probably the better advice for parents going forward to avoid these injuries is not so much – 
the physical advice, oh, stretch before you do this, make sure you, you, um, you know, wear a, um, uh, an ankle brace or something like that. It's more the mental preparation. Just be prepared that if you have to stop the activity, stop the activity. That's it. Right. And some people would argue that at least with, you know, organized sports, there should be some responsible staff and adult. And, you know, a lot of the high schools do have certified trainers that can recognize the signs and, and pull these kids because it is their responsibility, too. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I, like I said before, I, I do believe that the coaches have gotten much better, much, much better at recognizing this and not letting the kids go beyond their limits. Yeah. Um, just another minute here, um, fluids and encouraging your kids. Is that, is that a thing that you think is important and make sure? Yeah, I, I think keeping them hydrated is perfect. I, I think that's one of the, the keys. I think you need to, to make sure that, uh, nutrition's there. Um, most of the kids actually who are playing these sports now have gotten very good at learning uh, sports nutrition. Um, you, you begin to see that, but again, don't let them get carried away. We, we have, you know, kids who are eating, um, you know, nothing but protein shakes. And you know yourself, you know, if you have too much of a protein load, you wind up with kidney problems and and all those issues. Yeah, exactly. Well, some good advice, as always, Dr. Sacchetti. Um, Thank you for being on the show. This is the Dr. Levenoker Show on Radio MD. Stay tuned into your health. 